Hello and you're very welcome to Talk A Good Game, the Mead Chronicle sports podcast that delves into the minds of the Royal County's leading sports personalities to find out what makes them tick and what makes their blood boil. You can contact us on sports at meadchronicle.ie or on Twitter using at meadsports and the hashtag T-A-G-G. So stick those headphones on and enjoy our latest episode of Talk A Good Game. You're very welcome to this week's Mead Chronicle Sports Podcast, Talk A Good Game. And uh, this week we're joined in studio by one of Ireland's leading flat racing trainers, Ger Lyons. Ger is based in Kiltail. Um, a, a Kildare man though, Ger, would that be a fair assumption to make or a fair, a fair claim to put on you? Yeah, listen, it's whoever wants to claim me. Um, no, we'll claim you. We'll I'm claim. born in, um, actually, Crumlin. Right. Lived in Crumlin till I was seven. Sundrive Road, believe it or not. Um... Then we moved down to Clane. So I've been in Kiltail longer than I've been anywhere. So right, okay. My kids are Meath bred, pure and pure. Um, but uh, where I'm living now is, is our little piece of heaven, so that's where I'm from. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot out there. Mm-hmm. Um, a real quiet, really stuck between Trim and, and Batterstown. It's a, it's a ideal, as you said, little piece of heaven. Yeah, listen, we moved in there, bought it back in 92, and Ireland's changed since then you know Lynn, Lynn's from Scotland so yeah. she wanted to be an hour from the airport at the very most and we were actually an hour from the airport at that time right. and now I can do the airport in 25 minutes okay. it's you know with the with the the one thing the tiger gave us was these brilliant roads that we have yeah. so like remember back in the day you were only an hour from Navin was only an hour from Dublin or yeah. whatever now it's, it's half an hour here, yeah exactly and we're we're like the furthest tracks for us is Killarney and Listowel other than that you know, back in the day you do overnights and now you don't. So the whole thing has become much, much easier. And whilst we may have been out in the sticks, as they say back then, yeah. we're not anymore, you know. Yeah, yeah, it really has. The country really has improved. And, and on days like today when the sun is shining, you can really see how what a great little country it is and how it has improved from infrastructure. The likes of the weather like like we have today, would that affect your training routine? Or the, you know, probably not ideal having horses out in that ah, they like it uh, I mean horses are funny creatures I mean the things that annoy horses in weather like this is the flies right um, so they get a couple of hours out and you make sure they're in then they're happier inside I mean you would think when it's raining you'd like you would think the horses would like to be somewhere where there's a roof and yet when you watch the rain the fields the horses are all out in the middle of it okay, and yeah, you know yeah. they're, so, they're a funny creature you know um, and each one is different but uh Listen, we've had nearly twelve months of solid rain, so this is this is anybody who gives out about this. I know it's not there's not a great grass growth or whatever, but it's not going to last long, no, so we'll no. enjoy it. And it's been a bizarre weather, as we were saying, with probably the coldest spring and now the hottest summer since the seventies. Yeah, they're definitely changing, um, and we have to change with it, and we have to become more environmentally aware in that we should all be saving water and that. Like, I mean, it's ludicrous when you think that you've got seven days sun and all of a sudden we've got water crisis and yeah. shortages i mean the rain that falls here there should never be a shortage in this yeah, country yeah, you know, be so. it somewhere, absolutely yeah. yeah so um glen burnie is the name of your training i'm pronouncing that right am i <laughs> the yeah. training yard yeah. in Kiltail. How, did, how did that name come about how very you... simple um when we came home as i said lynn is scottish so we were if we were setting up in scotland which very nearly was the case it would have been an irish name right and glen burnie came about because at the time lynn's father was involved in a very good event horse that Ian Stark used to ride called Glen Burnie. 
he was a grey horse. I don't. Some people might remember him. Yeah. He was a lovely horse, and he was actually Conley Cruz owned him or bred him, which isn't far from where we are. It's out in Dunedee between where we are and Clane. Yeah. And uh, I always liked the name Glen Burnie, and and the minute we we purchased the place, I called it Glen Burnie, yeah, and it stuck. Simple as that. Yeah. That was in '92. You you were mm. you're training. Full time since ninety four is that? Yeah, ninety. Like I came home, we were in. Like, listen, the 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 objective was to be a jockey. Yeah. It, like, and I got badly injured, and that was knocked on the head a long time sooner than it should have been. What happened that injury? How did that come about, or, or what happened? That was my own fault. I mean, I I had a bad fall the day before in uh, Weatherby, and I listen. It wouldn't happen nowadays, but I know I was concussed. Right. And um, back then days, we used to help each other. You know, we knew what the routine was with the doctors. It's stupid, but. As I said, times change, and um, I was concussed, and I was <laughs> wouldn't be the brightest tool in the shed the best of times <laughs> without 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 uh, having a bang in the head. But went racing the next day, and we had a full book of rides, and and um, I was riding a horse called Monanor. Um, he would have been my ride in the national that year. He was third in the national the previous year. Yeah. He's he had a bad history with jockeys. He broke up three jockeys badly: Tom Morgan, myself, and I think Tom Taff. Right. Okay. And uh, definitely Tom Morgan Jeez. and myself. Stay clear of him. But, yeah, but he he caught it. I mean, I went out. He gives he lulled you into a false sense of security because he was a national horse. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah, yeah. by definition, you think he was a good jumper, but he was far from it. And he never ever lifted a leg that day. And and um, I had taken the view turning into the straight. Well, I've had enough. Pull up. Right. And just as I did that, Tim Reed in front of me broke a leg. And it was a big chase at the time, and yeah. I just said, "Oh, geez, I better keep kicking." Yeah, yeah. And there's one rule in racing, jump racing: when when it comes into your head to pull up, pull up, pull up, right. And yeah. I went to the next, and um, I wasn't going too fast to get over it and too slow to to pull down, right, to, okay. to to pull up. And uh, I didn't do one, and I was between minds, and I didn't do one thing and a bloody other. Yeah. And he and we did a somersault. I wasn't normally you're thrown clear, and I wasn't thrown clear, and I was caught. I don't know what they call that. It's the worst type of fall, anyway. So he destroyed my right leg, broke most of my ribs, if not all of them. Broke a, my right shoulder, broke and punctured the lung. So I was in a bad way, and it was an ambulance strike then. Oh Jesus! And I'll never forget it because the lads were cantering down to the staff for the night. All of these things wouldn't happen nowadays, yeah, you yeah. know. But it was what we did, and there was a lads going down to the staff for the next race. My pals and one of them actually got sick. Look, when he looked down at me, because really? the, the one of the doctors, one of the kid doctors, I called him. A kid, he was only a young guy. But I thought I was shouting at him, but because I had a punctured lung, he couldn't hear me. All oh, right, yeah. And all I was worried, I had a lovely pair of new boots <laughs> with a zip up the back, which was new then. Yeah. And this guy was coming with his scissors to cut my boot off, and <laughs> all I was worried about was my boot. But uh, my leg, there was a picture of it there somewhere, but he had told me I'd lost my right leg. Really? That's how bad it was, yeah. Jeez, and were you long then recovering from that? Yeah, it well, was... the thing, it, it, it was messed up a bit because they put in a pin that was too big. And so that whilst while I went through all the rehab in Lillyshaw, where all the footballers were, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was always, I thought I was very soft, you know, because I was always in a lot of pain, but it transpired the pin was too big. So when they gave me the okay to come back to work, um, I went in for the final x-ray. I just said, doc, my doctor, Barbara, at the time, I said, Hugh, my, my leg is killing me. So yeah. he re-x-rayed and he says, it hadn't healed at all. The only thing that was keeping it together was the pin. So I went to go again. So basically... I mean, listen, it's all in hindsight now and it, it worked out for the better because if it didn't happen that way, I wouldn't have came home yeah, and I yeah. wouldn't have had Glen Burnie and I wouldn't have done what I'm doing. Mm. I'd have carried on riding for as long as possible because literally all I ever wanted to do was ride. And yeah. when I came home to to stop riding, 
it was a horrible 10 years horrible the, 10 years the, the one thing that strikes me there from when you're telling that story is that when I went back to work like after injuries like that a lot of people would have said oh, I'm not going anywhere near this but your drive and your passion was, was riding oh, you talk to a jockey especially a jump jockey I mean they're, it's not it's not bravado it's it's they're a different breed like yeah, when you want to yeah. do this there is nothing there's no better feeling in the world than that job absolutely zero feeling in really, the world yeah. than that job um, what is it what is that what, what what is that drive what is that feeling it's just a passion it's just a horse is a beautiful thing and to do it to race over a fence or a hurdle like looking back now at my age looking back you think daft oh my god what we at yeah. but that's all I ever wanted to do and as I said I keep you know I and, and uh, at risk of repeating myself, times have changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kids nowadays don't understand. Like when I was coming up, everybody in my class wanted to be a jockey. Yeah, right. You know, it was a normal thing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just a normal thing. Yeah. You know, Peter McCurry was the stable in Clane, and it was just much more of a, an obvious career choice yeah. than what is now. Like, I mean, if somebody says she don't want to be a jockey, they're nearly well, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. normal. Um, but it, it was just it never it was never any other way for me. So yeah, you never any other idea in your head after that. The minute I moved from Dublin and seen a set of colours in Peter McCreary's colour room, I can't tell you what it was, but that was it for me. Right, mad, it's not amazing. Yeah, that was it for mm-hmm. me. I mean, you wanted to be a footballer or a golfer or whatever. Yeah. Like I could have gone golfing. I used to be hanging around with the likes of Paul McGinley at that time. Okay. You know, there was an O'Connor. Peter O'Connor was the pro up in Temple Oak, and he used to give us lessons. And my mother and father were good golfers. My mother especially, and I could have. There was that rude. I was going to yeah. be a professional sportsman, and so if it wasn't a jockey, I would have probably had a go at being a pro golfer. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and um, I chose this. Yeah, yeah. But listen, it's given us a, a, a fantastic life with all with all listen every every job has its negatives but this wasn't the plan yeah but maybe subconsciously it was yeah but, yeah um like when you look at it which you don't at 20 at 18 19 20 you have a very short career as a jockey there's very few jockeys get to ruby's age yeah as a jump jockey so you really have to be thinking to something to the future yeah. you know um like when you think of it like Looking back now at 52, 10 years is no length of time. Yeah. But when you're 15, 10 years is a, a lifetime, it's never going to happen, yeah, you, know? Yeah. you know? Well, as you said, every, everything happens for a reason. And uh, when you look back then at last year and you think of, of the success that you had last year and underpinning all the uh, uh, jockey's title for Colin Keane, the, was last year very special for you? I know you had you had personal issues with your wife, Lynn, as well, was was sick for the spell, for a spell there. Was last year... Did you see that as the pinnacle or, or the... No, it's no, not the no. pinnacle, but it was huge. Like it was yeah. um, very um, rewarding. Yeah. Um, I got great satis- personal satisfaction out of it. Um, to make Colin champion jockey from our base, I, I took that as a huge yeah. pat on the back, a huge compliment to the whole team. Um, no more so to Colin himself because, yeah, we're doing a job, but we're not training Group 1 winners every day of the week. Yeah. That's where the big guy, you know, um, we're holding our own, as they say, but probably one another person would say we're, we're um, what's the word, batting above above our station. Above average, yeah, so yeah. it was, um, no, it was huge. When we, because I'm very competitive and every day I, I probably thought more about it than Colin did, believe it or not. Right. You know, he's a different sort of a character. But once I thought we're on, this is achievable, it was all guns blazing. It was I was going to move heaven and earth to make it happen because it, whilst he is the best rider riding in my book, mm. 
it's just not a, as easy as that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you'll see Aiden and you've got Donica and a Donica has got Aiden and Joseph. Yeah. So by by the uh, by the law of numbers, Collins is up against it anyway. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Dermot's team is so strong. Whoever rides for Dermot would be champion by definition. Do you know? So yeah, yeah. we're still a baby compared to that. To that. Um, and it is a numbers game. And like we can't keep churning them type of numbers out like this year we've more two-year-olds than we have older horses okay so you need a, a balance we had that balance last year yeah. and it'll be probably next year before we have that balance again you know yeah there was, it was obvious and it was one of the questions i had here that towards the end of last season when colin was really chasing down um pat smullen and, and that rally was ahead of him at, throughout but uh you were producing winners really from nowhere at, at a time of the year when you were probably thinking no my, my runner my winners might be running out at this stage but it was a real aim for Colin to get Colin over the line wasn't yeah, it yeah as, as Andrew my assistant Andrew Duff would have said to me god we were doing we were running horses last year in places we'd never think of it <laughs> yeah. but it was all system, it was all you know shoulders to the wheel um, and we got caught up in it and I mean I was drained after it yeah, you yeah. know um, but it was it was brilliant it was a personal satisfaction I got out of that yeah. there's no it, like yeah you said the word pinnacle it it, yeah, it might have been the right word, I'm sure. Yeah, but it was, and... it was, yeah, it was a highlight. It was the most rewarding time of my career to date, yeah. which, which is sort of ironic because it's not about me. It, it, you know, it was about Colin. Colin, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I got a great amount of personal satisfaction out of that. And, and for him to be so young to ride a hundred winners and and Dundalk, of course, a special place for you as well. Your first well, Dundalk is not not as much anymore. I mean, people that's a long time ago. I mean, yeah. Joseph is now the king of Dundalk. McAlfred was. He took it over from me. I long since realised that Dundalk was good when it was. I used it to its advantage at the time. Yeah. Um, but the track didn't didn't you know they need to stick with the times and they keep needing to maintain that track to keep it up to the standards that i thought it was it should be up to yeah and when it wasn't i took a back seat but it still serves a purpose but it's it, it's not the being an all end all to me yeah uh by a long way the turf season is more important to me more important yeah yeah you, you were uh, i mentioned there about the success and how rewarding it was for you was was that a was it a welcome distraction to to lynn's illness at the time or for you was it a was was it just good for you to get out and get get working again during that probably um, probably um, she said at the time like it, that cancer thing has been around us for the last few years because John Short died as well and I was with him for the last four years was like you know going through that with him yeah. um, since Dubai and and um, then we were burying John and that's when she found out and told me and so it was Jesus it was. Yeah. you know it's so close to everybody nowadays it's it's a nightmare but she all she said at the time like she's a determined i can't get over yeah. her, how she responded to it and reacted to it i mean she's very very strong and stubborn that way and she just said you head down now and as many winners as you possibly can which she would never have said to me yeah, you know yeah. and did i do anything different than I would have done anyway. That's the type we get up every morning for winners anyway, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, was there a different focus? I don't know. It was just nice to be busy. Yeah, sport is a great thing like that, isn't it? Mm. It offers a distraction from the, re the real world, for lack of for absolutely. And then you'd be dragged into the real world every week when you go up for the chemo and and yeah. drive her up for the chemo and go up to collect her. And the, you know, it was it was a year. It flew by. Really, it flew by. Yeah, yeah. And um, here we are now, and she's you know she's. You know she's gone big into her fitness that's one thing she did she we had a gym in the house and 
she was she just attacked the the, the disease and thank god she came out the other mm. end of it um but uh it, it's i'm at my best when i'm busy like yeah. if i'm not busy this head of mine is a terrible place to be living right okay. <laughs> you know but uh we were so busy and i love being busy yeah yeah love being busy your family obviously very important to you jack as well a former me chronicle young sports person of the year nominee and, and kerry uh, wrote her first winner last year did she in Bellistown yeah. that, yeah. that must have been a, a special occasion as well for you on a personal level to see yeah that. because I never thought it would happen I mean she, Kerry was eventing and that was the route she was going down and it never showed any passion for our side of the business or never ever did I think I mean I thought maybe if I had kids maybe the boy might be which is a terrible sexist thing to yeah, say. Yeah. the boy might be the jockey but Jack from a long and early age never showed any interest in what we were doing he mm. you know he was always into his gadgets always into his karting yeah. always into whatever had nothing to do with our side of the fence um Kerry always loved her horses so she went down the eventing route which Lynn was brilliant with with her I did nothing on that um, because it always coincided with our job and then she started riding out with us and she's a good rider and then the next thing she present proposed that she should get a jockey's license and I went what <laughs> that took me you know um to have a winner last year I expect again last year was just one of those years yeah, you know yeah. all the boxes were ticked and timing was everything because we, we don't have that type of horse for her Right. You know, we're predominantly two and three year olds. We don't yeah. have that type of horse for the lady amateur rider um, that needs a trip. We're a different type of yard. And um, so that was the, the one horse we did have. It delivered. Yeah. And nice. it was lovely. And but she's a big part of the team, you know, in the yard at the moment. She's done her degree in, in I think it's business studies. And, um, you know, she has her ideas, what, what she wants to do, and she's a big part of the team at the moment, so which is great. Yeah, it's great. You mentioned there as well about, uh, you know, you get up in the morning to have winners. What what does a, a day in the life of a trainer entail? You know, what, what do you get up and what no, my my Lynn calls my day Groundhog Day. Um, I love it. I mean, especially at the moment when we're about ready to launch a lot of good two-year-olds. It's very exciting. Um, but, like, a Saturday morning, I'd be up at 5 o'clock, feed the horse at 5 o'clock. The lads will be in... At seven o'clock, we'll have first lot uh, warming up in the arena at half past seven, and we keep kicking until it's done. The jockeys will go racing. You get up early. There's a saying: you get up early, you can lie down all day. Right, you know, okay, you, yeah, you, yeah. Um, but my work every normal day, I'm feeding at six o'clock, and I'm finished twelve o'clock. Right. Um. Then Martin, my head lad, Martin Horan, would take over, and Andrew Duff, and they'd run the show. I'd pot around the tractor, do gallops, mess around the garden go racing, whatever meetings you have to do. But basically my association fun. with the horses themselves are finished before lunch yeah. and I have to do office work and things that I dread doing that you never yeah. wanted to do in this job, but they're things you have to do. Yeah, yeah. But lucky enough, like we're growing and learning every year and we have a load of, the one thing I'm good at is at delegating and I have a good team around me, like with great girls in the office, as I said, Martin, Andrew, Shane. Kerry and Martin and Andrew or Andrew and Kerry do look after all the social media the pictures and that for the yeah. owners which is brilliant and you just go with the flow like the modern technology that we have has made my job much more easy you know really yeah yeah and good lads as you said in the yard as well Martin Horn of course yeah Martin's yeah. the first guy I ever employed uh, he's with me since he's 13 years of age really yeah, yeah. and I remember his mum coming to me uh Georgina when when they asked and he wanted to leave school you know yeah. and I at that time I was still pining for for riding racehorses never mind what i was going i hadn't a clue what i was going to do myself never yeah. mind what martin was going to do 
and um, is he going to be okay? Are you going to have a job for him? You know, I'm looking at her going, am I going to have a job for myself? Yeah, but yeah. it's worked out. He's built his house. He's got a lovely family life and he's down the road from me. And like, it's funny uh, how it works out. Like he'd be as important a person in my in my business to me, but yet I dread him calling me. Like if his is his if his name comes up on the phone to me, right. you get a pang of sweat down the back. Something you know, wrong. yeah, because we don't like you would think you'd speak every day. Yeah, and while we'd nod and communicate silently, our communication is sort of minimal. Yeah. Until we have to, you know, he just knows his job. I know That's my job. Say, and so he also knows his stuff, so yeah, yeah. he doesn't have to. Keep no, no, he back runs his you. side of things. I run my side of things, and never the twain shall meet. And that's what we do, and yeah. that's what works. Yeah, brilliant. Imagine I I used the wrong word earlier on when I was talking about last year being the pinnacle. So the pinnacle, so far, the grade one with uh, lightning pearl, would that be? Yeah. You would think. I'm getting you? there eventually. I'll yeah, get to the pinnacle. You, you would think. You would think it would be. Um, is that is that the str- is that the aim? Is that the aim yes. for every flat? Like if I, one, if I die, yes. If I die now, yeah. You know, you're going to run a piece in the in the Meat Chronicle about two inches by two inches, which is going to say trainer dies. <laughs> might, he's trained. Might his, stretch it a little. Yeah, dad be yeah, stretching yeah, yeah. it. You know, <laughs> he's trained X amount of winners, but you're only remembered for your Group One winners. Yeah, and. Like I won that group one, and when I went uh, to you there, she was a group three winner. She was a group three horse winning a group one. Yeah. I'm not taking away from her. She won her group one. Yeah. But she was a group three horse. Right. Okay. She wasn't a group one horse. Do you know where I'm yeah, coming from? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so I never, I never ever thought she was a group one horse, and then to win the Chivley Park, I took it. But Jesus, it's that's ten years ago, and I. Yeah. Trying yeah. to find, win the next one is impossible. And like I, I'll always you get very defensive on it because I, I turn to people and I say, right, name the horse I had that I didn't win a group one with, that went on and did, or that I should have done. And I have you just they're harder to find than you think. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we buy all our own horses now that Judmont has has joined a team. Somewhere down the line, I might get one something like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we're getting a nicer type of horse now, which is grand. But that's that's what you're looking for. God, it's hard. Yeah, well, that's what I, I was saying. Does the fact that I was reading somewhere that it says that uh, you celebrated that Group 1 win by having chips and pizza for dinner and were in bed by 11 o'clock. Yeah, but sadly, that's me. <laughs> I wouldn't be a bucket of fun. Um, I wouldn't be a barrel of laughs to be living with. And especially when I'm on a, a mission to train and winners. Like, Lynn just has got used to it now. She has her holiday book for next winter. She's off with Jesse Harrington and... And uh, Jackie Mullins and a few of them have gone to New Zealand. She's just given up asking me now because I'm happier at home. Yeah, yeah. And you just, listen, all, at the minute, all I want to do is train winners. And the, yesterday's winner is history. Yeah. I know that sounds, and you should, I've said it a hundred times, and I said, I wish I enjoyed this as much as I see that person enjoying it. Um, but, but you celebrated big and bold in the... Yeah, but I was naive cup. and young back then. Like, that was... That meant something to me because I was a jump jockey. Yeah, you know that actually meant something, and we had a good party that time. We had a free bar down in Kilmess and in yeah. Fergie's and that, and that's the last winner I've ever celebrated. I would say really? safely, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because he then did what jump horses do. He got injured, yeah. and that just that just confirmed to me the route I had to go, yeah. and yeah. we had to, we lost him, and and I said never again, never again am I going to train another jump horse. Right, yeah. That was one of my questions: was how how different is it jumping or training a jumps to a flat? It's nearly the disappointment in it. So is it? Would that be the most? No, I just couldn't. Thing? Well, I, my personality 
um, is is I haven't the patience to wait. Right. And if you give me a jump horse that it's uh, you know speaking this week, you're buying the Derby sales are on this week. So you spend and you buy your Derby sale horse this week, and then it doesn't run before this time next year. Yeah. And then I'm telling you, it needs another summer's grass, and then it needs a wind operation, and then it runs and it gets a leg. So that's your three years farther down the yeah, line. Yeah. I know, like we're getting old. <laughs> you know, there's not enough years not exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. whereas I'll buy my yearling this August, September, October. They'll be broken and riding up before Christmas. They'll be training properly from January through March. I'll look you in the eye now and tell you what your yearling is, your two-year-old is right now, yeah. if you have it with me, right. and where we stand. Right. But it'll be running from here on in. And we'll be in or out by the end of the summer. Yeah, so it's more instant gratification. It is, yeah. Like and I think. When I put a rating on a horse in my head, that's when I get bored. Right. So if I tell you your horse is a low-rated horse, I'm gone. Right, okay. On yeah. to the next one. Yeah. So imagine you're doing that with a jumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... After putting all the time in. Yeah, and the other side of it is, it's a different... Ours is a business, theirs isn't. Right. You know, like I can trade mine to Hong Kong, America, Australia. They can't. Right, yeah. Like yeah. the jump scene is small. It's Ireland, England, France. It's not there, yeah little bit of America but it's not there you know yeah yeah you mentioned as well about um, you know getting bored nearly with Dundalk and that it wasn't reaching the expectations that, that you have now set for yourself you'd once said that uh, just a quick quote that our I don't horse, think I said I got bored with Dundalk no 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 maybe not bored no that, but it wasn't uh, reaching the expectations or wasn't having the expectations well the track didn't they didn't they didn't maintain the track as they promised they would yeah okay a fantastic surface a fantastic facility for Irish racing yeah but it it's like everything else it's only as good as you maintain it right and that track is in dire need of being redone okay and, okay. and when it's redone it'll be a top track again yeah but they didn't re they didn't you know whereas at the de at the start I'd run every horse in it yeah okay. my best horses now I wouldn't no you wouldn't I said I saw a quote from you here before which said our horses are top class our trainers are top class our jockeys are top class but just because Aidan O'Brien is winning races all around the world, it doesn't mean the whole industry is right. Um, has much changed since you might have said that? Or, or what in the industry needs to be corrected? Oh, lots. Lots. No more than we football. No more than... To... <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have enough hours in <laughs> no, the day to no. you start me on that rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, listen. Um... But when you see little things, I, I, I had to see jockeys putting up tweets about having to pay for sandwiches and pay for That's, food in the, in the yeah. kitchen. Like, surely there's enough money and yeah and i would i would say i would leave that argument for the jockeys because when i was a jockey i fought for our own right so i'd let the jockeys fight for their own and i look after my my end of things which is the trainer side of things which is like at the minute uh which is it, it's um right to talk about the weather that we're having at the moment uh back in the day five years ago the tracks would have been bone hard or overwatered, which would produce false ground etc 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 at the minute, you know, I mean, I was renowned for having rants at them for this. Um, but they have stood up to the table and they've bought proper watering systems, proper bowsers. And the tracks at the minute are fantastically produced. Right, okay. That's a huge step forward. Huge. You know, um, you, all we're asking for is a good level uh, race and surface that is consistent. And that's what they're producing at the moment. And that's full credit to them yeah. because that's a long way from where we were a few years ago. So there is, like you can, if you're gonna be negative for the sake of being negative, that's not right either. Yeah. So, you know, but everybody is putting their shoulder to the wheel and everybody is trying their best to move on and, and improve the system. And of course, there's plenty that we can improve on 
you know just pick a pick a, a topic and we can sort it yeah, we'll improve on it it's it's when they're not prepared to listen or improve is when you have a problem yeah yeah but you're not uh you wouldn't be backwards when it comes to letting your vo- letting your views be known and, and voicing your opinions on these things you're, you're very vocal in that well is that a bad thing no, I like absolutely a, not That's, isn't you know I wish, I wish more people were like that because yeah, well, nothing remember, gets done if everybody stays quiet well i remember saying it to aiden and aiden and i are two different people in that i'm self-employed uh, independent and he's employed by cool more right so there's while i can mouth off and say x y and z he can't yeah okay, okay? so i remember saying to aiden at the time you're champion trainer you say it because they have to listen to you. If the, you know, if you speak up, they're going to have to listen to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if I say it, well, they might hear me, but they might just put me in a corner out of the dismiss way. Dismiss you, sort of. Dismiss quick, you. Quicker than so I always, I always promised as much to the... There's no point in being hypocritical about this. Like, if I'm working hard to move up the table, which we are doing, so by moving up the table, I think I owe it to the industry to... if. If you move up the table and it, if it that by default gives you a, a a platform to say something and they may or may not listen to you, well, you owe it to the industry to say it. Like this industry, I've always said it, whoever, it was here before us, it yeah, will be here after yeah, us. Yeah, of course. So it's up to me, Aiden, and people like us to leave it better than when we came into it. Like if we're all just going to come into it and take what you and take, out of it. Yeah. Well, what's the point? Yeah. Like, how are we going to leave it a bit? It should be, like, they're building the current now. It's going to be a fantastic facility. Not before time. Yeah. But it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all had our, our dig at them. Um, I think they should have closed. Yeah. They didn't. And at the moment, they're being proved right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a fantastic facility and can only get better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, no, I, I hope I, I am not not critical of whatever I... Like if you ask me a question, I'll answer it. I've always been that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I wouldn't be critical for the sake of it. Yeah, but it needs people, as I said, it needs people to stand up and, and point out, look, there are flaws here and these things need to be corrected because if nobody ever says anything, she says Aidan O'Brien is is employed by Cool Moore, so he's, he has to toe the line there and he can't be seen to rock the boat from that end of things. So it does need characters such as yourself to, to well, stand yeah, up well yeah well, that's where I take issue I'm not a character it's not a being a character no, I, I, I take it as being professional um, like I could very easily for a quiet life shut up paddle my own canoe do what I do in Glen Burnie and train winners but that's not in your character though that's what I mean no it's not if you ask me a question I'll give you an answer yeah. I'm black and white I've always been that way um, don't ask me the question if you don't want to hear the answer yeah, that's me sadly Brilliant. Yeah. sometimes I go why did you say that? Why do you do that? You don't need the hassle. But is that going... If I say something that's going to help make the other thing better, I think that should be done. Yeah. And I, if I don't do that, I'm not being true to myself. I think everybody involved in sports journalism, I'm sure in other journalism, would love to get that type of honesty from the people that they're interviewing because you see Jim Gavin interviewed before the Leinster final yes, and he was on about the wonderful leash style of football and how a strong defensive unity are when everybody knew that yeah, he was yeah. talking bullshit really that they yeah. were going to go out so it, that honesty is refreshing in sports I hope it I hope it like I mean it, like my mother said to me I remember going away to America and she says Jer we're not a wealthy family and I've given you one thing don't you know don't mess it up and that's your your name yeah and she was so right but it mattered it didn't mean anything to me then yeah of course I like everything you learn, learn these things as you get older um, I don't say things like this to get your name in the paper or I mean most of the articles that are written in recent times it's a pressman rings me up and asks me a question yeah. I would rather 
you know, because I worry if I read, especially Twitter or whatever, if there was a thousand nice things said about me and there was one negative, that's where I'm gone. Exactly. It's a terrible yeah. way to be. So I'd rather yeah. not read these things. Right. Okay. But at the same time, if I'm at I'm at sitting as they call the top table without getting carried away, you're in the top five or whatever in in the jump in the flat fraternity. It's your turn to sit up, stand up, and be counted. Yeah. You know, we had yeah. Dermot, Jim Bulger, John Ox, Kevin Prendergast for years. That was their time to drive the train. Now it's yourself and Aiden. Oh well, there's a few of us. There's yeah. it's a different team now. Yeah. So make it better. And make it, you know, you've seen where they made mistakes or didn't make mistakes or whatever. It's your job to make the job a bit better, in my opinion. Yeah. That's and, what I think, like. And you say these things to, to the relevant people's faces as well. You're not oh, somebody... Oh, I'll never yeah. say. If I, yeah. if, I say <laughs> if I have something to say, it'll be to your face. Yeah. You'll never be walking away wondering, what, <laughs> thinking, I wonder what he thinks of me, because yeah. you'll know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty it's, good. it's nearly a character flaw. Well, it kind of ties in nicely then to my next question about the, uh, the guitar racing and... Uh, I think they, they withdrew their horses from your yard in May. Yeah. Um, I see David Redford came out. Am I pronouncing his name right? I have David to, Redford's, Redford's, yeah. Redford's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, came out then and said it was down to a, a difference of opinion. I wouldn't have said it's difference of opinion. I thought it was the wrong phrase to use. But as I said to him at the time, I'm not, I'm not going to the press about this. Um, basically, basically, Sheikh Fahad and I have always had that type of relationship from the very, very start where I believe we were all born into this world equal end of story yeah it's maybe a naive thing to think but from the very very start black was what black with me and white was white yeah. and he liked that yeah and that's the way we were and if ever a fire needed put out in the organization i was the man everybody came to to sort it out um on this particular issue uh we had a difference of opinion okay uh, but and, and david redford's had spoken about You've been personal friends. We are still. And, and yeah, so that doesn't affect... Not at all. You, you can compare and, and I will... I can guarantee you we'll have horses together again. Really? Absolutely. That's great, yeah. Absolutely we'll have horses together again. I mean, as he said, I think he said in an interview last year, he says, somebody asked him, he says, you've, you've got rid of a lot of trainers. And he says, yeah. And he says, there's only one trainer who sacked me and he sacked me twice. And that's Gerald Lines. Yeah, right. Okay. You know, but, and that's the type of relationship we have. Yeah. Listen, when we fight, we fight. And I love, you know, that was the way it was. You know, if I had something to say, I said it. And he, it was none of this, yes, sir, you know, yeah, yeah. no, sir, three bags full. And this time we just said, no, if you're not, if you're not doing it my way, he said, if you're not doing it my way, then I can't have horses with you. And I said, that's grand, we yeah. pack company. And that's what we'll do. But I can, I'd be very, very ama uh, surprised if the, the guitar and I aren't associated again. Okay. And were you surprised by the decision coming so quick after the, uh, you had a winner for him. On Not at all. Before, then. Not you, at all. No, no, no. That's life. <laughs> That's how it's going. Yeah, no. Um, just to talk, you're you're also involved there with Kiltail Hurling Club. We just move on from the race in a little bit. It was uh, you're you'd be close links as of course you're set up in Kiltail. Do you like the hurling? Do you, do no, you like it's not. No, uh, my granddad won an All Ireland with Dublin in '38. Right. Yeah. Um, that'll be the nearest link I have with it. My, Martin, my headline, is a top class hurler. He is. Yeah. And played county hurling. Um, and I got associated through Paddy Kelly. Right. With Kiltail, and basically, Jack at the time was in the same class as James. Okay. And because I was building the business and running off racing and racing always coincided with whatever the hurling was. So um, I sort of felt guilty okay. that I wasn't pulling my weight. 
Okay. And I'd love to have been involved in the GA because I think it's a great yeah. facility for any community. And I'd love to be, you know, it'd be a lovely way to chill out from what I do. Yeah. Um, because I do think you need something else. And the GA would have suited me. And I'd love to run up and down the line helping young lads, training them and all that. But it never worked out that way. So rather than do that, I sponsored the juniors. And I've always sponsored the kids yeah. all the way up. But they, they, they needed kid to go to some failure or whatever and that's all that's how it started and we've carried on doing it yeah it's a great sense of community in that in in Kiltail and Alvey isn't there as well that sport is very much yeah um listen it it is but I'm still a blowing and uh, (laughs) I don't part like I don't drink and as I said I said I wouldn't be a barrel of laughs I mean I do my job and I go home to Glenburnie and that's it and we have an electric gate and we had to put electric gates up with the thing and and um I tend to not mix, which isn't nice. Um, and I wish I did more sometimes, but I get up so early in the morning, I go to bed early at night, and that's my life. Yeah, is that a, is that that's is that a regret? Is that something you can see by your you know? Yeah, you yeah, you'd see, you'd see. Like I'd love to be more. Yeah, the GA when I was growing up, I used to love it. You know, I when I was when I was in Clain, we used to play at the back of the the national school with Paul McLaughlin, Dennis O'Connell, Willie McCreary, Martin Lynch. You know, they're all county players. Yeah. They were as yeah. we used to all hang around together and play football together. I just loved it. Um then they grew and I didn't and they were better and I wasn't. <laughs> and my parents sent me to Ballyfin, which broke up that sort of train on me. Um but yeah, the GA like I'd like to I'd like to have carried that like going away broke up that for me as well. Okay. And coming back then to a new community, like if you want to get involved in the community, go into the GA and all that. But I didn't because I was too gung-ho and, listen, I'm all duck or no dinner. I'm in doing what I'm doing and yeah, that's what I'm focused on and that's what I'm, you know, it's all about racing to me, which is probably wrong. You do need a different, you do need, like Jim goes to anywhere there's a Wexford match. Yeah. You know, I don't. Nice. Um... But who's to say what's right and what's wrong? It's what, it's what it's you're, what you're, it's what you're happy with. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I'd say, why don't you go off to a match of that? And then I go, oh, I'd rather go walking with the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, 2017 will probably be hard to top. What's what's the plan or the outlook for 2018? How are we, how well, are we're lying second on? at the moment um, on winners um, and prize money, and which is good. But it's a different team of horses I have this year. So from here on in, it's all about two-year-olds, which means our numbers won't won't coincide with last year's by a long by a long stretch. But you know, you'll still aim for you know we're still a good string of horses, and the idea is just train as many winners as I possibly can, and hopefully that one or two of the babies step forward and become potential group horses. Yeah. Um, that's the dream, because we don't have a, a a good set of older horses at the moment, number-wise. Um, so we're in what I would call a transition year and last year was always going to be hard to follow but I would guess that 2019 would be a stronger year com- in comparative to last year than this year will be Okay. because we'll have a cracking bunch of three-year-olds next year yeah, two-year-olds now coming yeah. through for next yeah. year yeah. Yeah. is there any name that you want to throw out with us or one that we should watch out for just if anybody's ah, listen I ran a horse yesterday and he ran like a rabbit in the headlights which can happen so I could give you a name and they could do that and they'd be looking at me but invariably they'll turn around like there's a horse called Giga White that I like um, he hasn't ran yet um, you've put me on he, that's a two year old mm. um, you know there's a couple I just I have some lovely two year olds 
that I, I'm looking forward to running. Moravia, who won in Leopardstown, looks a smart filly. I would say my fillies are a bit better than the, the Colts at the moment. Moravia, Rita Levy, was second to a horse who's just beaten a Queen Mary. Um, she was second to her at Navin, and she should she should run this week at Nace and be a proper stakes filly. So, you know, I have a lovely bunch of two-year-olds, and you're just hoping that one or two of them will step up, being a, a bit above average. Yeah. That's the dream. Jared, it's been a refreshingly honest and, and very entertaining. I said we try to keep these things to a half an hour, so we're 40 minutes already. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> gone over, gone over that. No, no editing there. But uh, thanks a million for coming in, and it was uh, really insightful and a pleasure to have you in. Thanks a My million. pleasure. Thanks for everything. No so that's been the latest edition of Talk Good Game. We really hope you enjoyed the show, and if you wish to make a comment, please send us an email to sports at meadchronicle.ie or contact us on Twitter at meadsports using the hashtag TAGG. I'm Fergal Lynch, and we've been trying to talk a good game.